welcome um, to our latest episode of Shoe Speak HR. Uh, you've got myself, Andy Graham, and Amy Leach. And what we're going to look at today is, is whether the government should introduce the right to disconnect. Popular topic during the pandemic, I guess, and one which provides for interesting discussion. Should there be a legal right for employees to disconnect from their workplace? Well, the Health and Safety Executive published a report in December 21, which found that stress, anxiety and depression caused half of all work-related illness last year. Now, I suspect our listeners aren't going to be surprised to, to hear that stat. And to kind of layer up on those numbers, 850,000 workers suffered from a new case of, of work-related ill health um, you know, during the period of 2020 to 2021, uh, and, and 451,000 people reported that that new case was, was stress, anxiety, and depression. So it's certainly an illness which, which isn't going anywhere. It, it's not being helped uh, by the pandemic. There's, there's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, so... <laughs> Would would a right to disconnect solve this problem? Uh, would it improve it? Um, so let let's let's discuss that, Amy. I guess over to you in the first yeah. instance. Yeah, sure. So I guess to kind of put into context, what what do we mean by a right to disconnect? Um, sort of reading this and looking at all the commentary on this at the moment, to kind of put it in simple terms, a right to disconnect would be a legal right for an employee to essentially log off on time, not have to respond to any emails or take calls related to work outside of their normal hours. Essentially, they can shut off completely when their contractual hours finish for the day. That's it. They have a right to disconnect, um, I suppose, physically and mentally from their computer, from their work stuff. And that's it. No more work while they're in that sort of right to disconnect mode. Um, it's actually been introduced in some other EU countries, so France, Portugal, um, also Ireland. In August last year, so August 2021, there was some research that found that the pandemic had basically caused um, a hidden epidemic of overtime. And the research basically proposed amendments to the Employment Rights Act. So obviously one of the core employment pieces of legislation, uh, essentially to introduce a right to disconnect in the UK. Um, and the research commented that the amount of overtime being worked by employees during the pandemic, which is basically as a result of lots of people working from home was negatively um, affecting employee mental health, which is obviously what you've touched upon, Andy, with those figures. Um, and the proposal to introduce a right to disconnect in the UK is basically intended to prevent um, employers from requiring employees to monitor or to respond to any work-related communications or carry out any work outside of their contracted working hours. And essentially, the proposals say that if um, a worker was subjected to any detriment by their employer or so that could be if they're disciplined, for example, or fired for failing or refusing to work outside of their agreed um, contractual hours. Basically, the worker, the employee could have a right to bring a claim in the employment tribunal against the employer. So this is obviously all just a proposal at the moment and things that are being talked about. So none of this is actually live at the moment. Um, but it is interesting because the proposal says that actually an exemption should be given for industries where it wouldn't be feasible for employers to comply with new requirements if this was made law. So, for example, in the care sector, where they um, 
for example, where employees may need to be contacted outside of their contracted hours, actually any businesses in that sector would be exempt. And I think that's quite interesting. And it definitely gives a bit of food for thought as to with this work in practice and things like that. Um, I mean, Andy, do you do you think this right would be welcomed by employees and, and whether it would work in practice or not? Yeah, I guess two two very different questions. I, I, mm. I think right would be and, and certainly prospect um, trade union uh, yeah. did, a, did a survey on, on their members um, during last year and, and 59% of all workers supported the right um, to disconnect while 17% opposed it. And, and that same report also found that new remote workers, 66% were in favour, so slightly higher, um, and 14% against. So practically, would it, would it work? Potentially. But employers would have to consider steps uh, they can take to, to minimise working outside of agreed hours. Um, and I guess what happens if some employees wish to work outside of their contracted hours or, or be flexible due to childcare or other commitments? Um, is it fair for some employers to be exempt from the right? Um, would it create healthy boundaries which allow workers to switch off and, and improve their mental health? I don't know. All, all questions mm. um, that which which won't necessarily be easy to answer. But more importantly than that, everybody's individual circumstances are different. I think the pandemic has amplified that, you know, kind of to to all organisations. So people understand that, um, you know, and, and the conversation about childcare. You know, that there will be lots of people that want to be able to go and do the school run um, during what is considered their normal working hours um, and I'm sure businesses to the extent they can will facilitate that but they will expect a little bit back you know so that would be after hours and how would that cut across this um, would there have to be formal written agreements between every employer and an employee in those circumstances because that administrative burden may not be a positive um, I, I do work with Leeds Mind. Uh, I sit on their board of trustees in, in my spare time and, and they have a policy within the organisation that dictates that emails shouldn't be sent outside of core working hours. Um, and, and the way around that, you know, the way they address the issue that, well, some people want to do that. Some people want to catch up at that time. Some people, they say that's fine, you know, kind of everybody to their side, you know, to their own. But um, to the extent that you want to send these emails, then then you can put a timer on them so that they only land on somebody's uh, or land in somebody's inbox uh, at a time when when they are in work um, or within the core hours. So I think that's a, you know kind of a useful practical tip um, to to make sure that employees are given this this right to disconnect. It's one which there's going to be no one size fits all. I think that's that's clear. But do I envisage it coming in and, and being passed? Uh, by way of legislation, I'm not sure. It, it, if I'm honest, I, I don't think it will get all the way through, but I, who knows? I, I've been wrong before and I'm sure I'll be wrong in the future. So, uh, Amy, is there is there anything employers could, could do now to assist, I guess, you know, employee mental health and work-life mm. boundaries, you know, despite the fact that there's no 
no formal right to disconnect uh, that currently exists. Yeah, I think actually the example you just gave, Andy, is a really, really good example for employers to take note of is that actually if you do have some employees that decide to work later because that that's their choice and they've maybe, like you said, taken some time out earlier in the day, so they're making up some time, is actually not to send emails um, at the time they're drafted, but but put a, a time delay on it. So it sends at a time when the recipient will be back working. Uh, so sort of, yeah, nobody's got phones buzzing or anything like that after hours. And I know a lot of people as well, actually, I've seen it in sort of businesses, clients are doing this in their sign off, um, putting their working hours, but actually almost like a um, again, disclaimer is probably not the right word, but a, a sort of sentence to say, um, I may respond to this email outside of normal working hours, but there's no obligation on you to respond to my email or something like that. So again, it's just how can you introduce maybe little changes um, in your business, but actually those little changes that will go a long way um, in sort of helping employees manage that work-life balance and giving them a little bit of separation when they need it from work and, and the constant emails and calls and things like that. And I think as as with anything, talk to your workforce, understand how they feel about their work-life sort of balance and boundaries. Has it changed recently? Has it been impacted in any way, especially with the pandemic? I think every workforce will obviously be a different shape, different size, and it's important to remember that there's kind of no one size fits all cure or solution to this it's all about focusing on your workforce and tailoring solutions to your workforce and how your workforce thinks and breathes and moves um, and I think opening up those communication channels will work wonders and employers could consider maybe training or refreshing managers on how to have open conversations and keeping in touch with the workforce especially with lots of us working sort of back from home again after having a bit bit more time in the office last year and then obviously yeah back, back at home sort of in our in our home offices um, and again, as we've sort of touched on before, there's a lot of discussion at the moment on flexible working. So employers are going to have to focus on that. How is that working for them? Does it need a bit more focus, shaping within the business to kind of improve that employee balance between home and work life? And I think it's just, I think if you talk to your workforce and understand how they're feeling, it may be that they come to you with actually their sort of solutions or ideas or how they envisage the almost perfect work-life balance and you may find it's different for different employees so again you might have to be tailoring things sort of even more specifically for different teams based on the type of work they do but I think that starting point has to be that communication piece um, and showing that you're there you're you're listening and you're open to to kind of talking through ideas and solutions and seeing how things could work and I think I sort of agree with you Andy it's it's difficult to say actually would would the government kind of pass legislation that that puts this as a, an official legal right um, in the UK? And I think it's difficult. I mean, other countries have obviously done it, but it's, yeah, I think we're maybe a little way off at the moment here for something so formal to come in um, that actually, again, would maybe give employees a right to take their employer to, to a tribunal. Um, so it's one to watch, I think, and sort of keep keep up to date on the discussion and commentary. But I'm not sure that sort of anything's going to be coming in that soon on it. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts, I think. Agreed. 
I completely agree. And, and, and just to reiterate, I guess, Amy, what, what you said in terms of the culture, I think that's so important yeah. within a business, within an organization, you know, so that if an email lands, and I think this is something that, that senior people in organizations need to, to perhaps give more thought to as well, because when, when junior people within an organization receive an email from a more senior person, mm. then they, they can instantly look at that and go, oh, the MD, oh no, the, the, the CEO, the FD, you know, kind of my manager has emailed, so I must action this immediately and I must get a response back. Whereas, you know, the reality is that the sender, you know, whoever that senior person is, probably isn't expecting a response, um, you know, and certainly not on an immediate response. So, but it, but it may be that, that just perhaps before that senior person presses send, they just pop mm. a line, somewhere near the top actually so that you don't have to read through the entire email rather than at the bottom you know saying you know this is a monday job you know if it's been sent yeah. on a friday or you know what i mean they, just to manage your expectations so that the employee doesn't look at it doesn't panic and and, and think oh what have i missed what have i done you know they can very quickly you know kind of even if there isn't that right to disconnect but it, an email pops up on on their phone or on their laptop and, and and they're just logging off they can very quickly say look yes this is something i want doing but it's not something that that i need doing for yesterday so um you know per perhaps that is a better way uh, of, of managing you know the, the right to disconnect so that you know kind of the, the culture is one um, you know, where people can, when they switch off, they switch off properly um, and, and go and spend time away from office, away from work and, you know, kind of recharge those batteries ready, ready for the next working day. So, yeah, would be interested to hear the listeners uh, views on mm, definitely. whether they think there is a need for the government to introduce this right to disconnect or whether actually don't worry about that. Mr. Government, because we're we're absolutely fine. We're managing this ourselves because we do it this way. You know, I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys yeah. as to, to how this issue has been and, and will be addressed within your businesses going forward. So do feel free to reach out to let us know. Um, we would welcome any comments. Um, best method, as always, to drop us an email to shoespeakhr at shoesmiths.co.uk. But as ever, thanks for listening. Thank you, Amy. And we'll look forward to um, the next episode of Shoespeak HR. Thanks, Andy. Andy.